You're listening to Dear God, What the Hell. We're your hosts, Amanda and Christina. The purpose of this podcast is to recognize where the white American evangelical Christian church has fallen short and to recommend ways the church can improve. This is a safe learning and sharing space where we are unpacking our own personal experiences with the church and its sometimes toxic theologies and teachings. We recognize that not all evangelical churches are the same. What we share is an expression of our own personal experiences and is not intended to paint a picture of the evangelical church as a whole. We hope that by joining us, you are able to reflect on and unpack your own experiences growing up in the church as well. Thanks for listening. Allie's here! Hello! Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! Me too! person oh here gosh, wow it's our first guest oh How my special. goodness uh so special. you are special <laughs> you are so special we are so excited to have you are you kidding i'm so excited um uh, can yeah. you guys hear me okay I, oh yeah we can hear you great Perfect. Yeah, you sound great. I was honestly like, I pulled up a a Halloween uh, Spotify playlist and I was jamming. I had uh, the month the monsters theme going Ooh, nice. before uh, I jumped in the call. Nice. So I was like, I'm ready. I'm here. Let's go. Like things worked out in my favor today, and we're Yay. just gonna we're gonna roll off this high. Right Hell now. yeah! <laughs> oh my gosh, I am so I cannot tell you how happy I am to hear both of your voices. I know. I know. Amanda, I really missed recording with you last week. I Dude, was like, I feel like I'm in therapy. Me session. too. We got to like figure out a way that we can uh, sustainably continue recording, if not weekly, then like often. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, our phone calls were good too. The fact that I like called you True. and we, we talked like on Sunday and on Thursday after your therapy oh my gosh, session. Yes. I was like, yo, <laughs> that was much needed. I was like, Yes, so true. Oh my gosh, yes. Well, well, welcome everybody. Hello, hello, hello. I was gonna let you take. Oh, did you want me to take the lead? (laughs) Hi, everyone. (laughs) Welcome to episode nine of Dear God, What the Hell? This is our spooky Halloween themed episode, and we have our guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hello. I'm Allie. I use she, her pronouns as well as they, them. Yeah. And I'm excited to talk about Halloween. Oh my gosh. Yes. Allie is our, our resident spooky lover of all things Halloween. And um, Allie, I, I have to tell you, all of your TikToks of like all your art, I love them so, so much. Oh, They're usually the you. first thing I see when TikTok opens for me. Because I like, and every single one, I'm like, I love it. I love it. I love it. That makes me so happy. <laughs> that is your artwork insane. is so cool. Oh my goodness. Heck yes. That is literally, I mean, I don't have a TikTok, but like, I love it anyways. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm just trying to keep, uh, keep in times with the kids these days. Oh, you're just trying to stay <laughs> hip. Or whatever. I'm trying to stay hip. And uh, groovy, man. I've given up on both of those things. (laughs) The only hip I want to have is flexible hips for yoga. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Well, how is everyone doing? Is everyone... I mean, now, to be fair to our audience, we are recording this on October 1st. So it is the first day of Halloween. Yes. 
Um, has anyone, does anyone have any plans for spooky stuff coming up? Anyone like going to start watching spooky movies? I've watched Hocus Pocus Ooh. twice already and I'll probably watch it again tonight. I don't have any plans necessarily. I am, well, we do have a plan for later in the month or like one weekend in October. We're going to go to an apple orchard and pick apples and look at pumpkins and I don't know, maybe do like a hay bale maze if that even exists. I don't know what COVID's going to make this event look like, but we are taking like a little short weekend trip to do fall themed things. You guys are so cute. It makes me want to throw up in like a good way. <laughs> oh yeah, my that's God. adorable. It sounds and that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited. Yeah, I don't. What about you, Allie? I don't have any plans so far. I've decorated but honestly i haven't added much to like my normal de <laughs> my normal decor you're like i have <laughs> this is my usual i have a couple movie lists that i want to look through but yeah mm -hmm. i don't yes, know yes, yes. nothing special planned i know and that's on being in a pandemic honestly um yeah i know and i like Oh, I have like all these cute little costume ideas and stuff. And like, I, I actually got like a really good costume recommendation um, when I was in St. Louis. And I was like, yo, that would actually be really good, but we have nowhere to wear it. And mm -hmm. Halloween parties should not be a thing. Not so. a thing. Yeah. I was talking yeah. with a couple of my coworkers who are, they've basically formed a pod of quarantined humans so like they only see each other and if anybody goes to the grocery store they all go together and like they they've basically turned into like a little family which is really sweet and they invited us to join their pod but because Brandon has a second job that requires him to be around people we can't mm -hmm. be in the pod and we can't do their pod Halloween party so we're a little bummed but also it is what it is yeah i know that's one thing like i'm kind of bummed about honestly i'll probably be working anyway mm -hmm. like i'm gonna try and work a ton this month so i don't even know if i'll be home a lot like i'm either gonna be working or in st louis probably, but anyway <laughs> yeah i'll tell you about that later but anyway Heck yeah um yes uh let's go yeah. you guys i am ready to talk so... about halloween because this is this is like such a uh, it, it's kind of joked around I feel like in in you know people who didn't grow up in religious homes maybe don't understand it and I was even talking to people uh this past week and they're just like you know I mentioned to them things about you know my upbringing and Halloween and everything involved mm -hmm. with it and they're like really like you weren't able to do that and I said yeah um so I mean we can just start with Amanda's lovely little list here oh my gosh you every single me. week amazing. <laughs> no you're just you're amazing and i love it it's 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 why this podcast works so well but uh and we'll start with our guest of course because you are our guest were you allowed to celebrate halloween and um did you have any alternatives in the church when you were growing up so were we allowed to celebrate halloween it's it's not like a yes or no because we had alternatives but mm -hmm. the church didn't call it Halloween. They had like a really fun name for it, which for the life of me, I cannot remember. And I asked my mom and my sister could not remember the name of the festival, but they had like booths set up and games and candy. And my mom would do 
like the props for the plays that they put on. Aww. So we did that until we moved until we moved states. Mm-hmm. So, but we didn't really go like trick or treating, but we would go out and look at decorations. Mm-hmm. So I oh, would say something. that, yeah. yeah, like we celebrated Halloween without celebrating Halloween because my yeah. mom doesn't like scary movies like at all. Which is she's hilarious. a big weenie. she's a big weenie (laughs) oh my gosh yeah I mean um, I had a very similar I would say Alia like mine was very similar to yours Um, like we I mean we definitely went trick-or-treating and stuff I remember (laughs) I remember being horribly scared one year because it was like the year that the scream costume was very very popular Mm -hmm. like the ghost face mask I should say hated that one like I know. And it's always, honestly, it's always really kind of been a staple for Halloween. Mm -hmm. Um, But this guy in particular in my neighborhood, he had it, he had a thing um, where it was, um, he had the ghost face mask and then he had this like skeleton, obviously costume underneath. And it was like covered in plastic and stuff. So nothing leaked out, but he could hit a button on the side and blood would trickle down the ribcage. Yes. Eight-year-old me almost shit her pants. She Mm -hmm. was like, what the just yep. freaking out that's um, terrifying yeah no it was not fun but i mean i i had a blast going and getting candy and stuff like that that was definitely my thing i mean i've got pictures of me in halloween costumes um but the church that i grew up in definitely had alternatives i mean they had what they called and i don't know maybe this was it ally but they had a harvest festival Ooh. um that doesn't sound as fun as probably what yours your name was but uh basically same deal they had booths Mm -hmm. of all these games you could play they had um like inflatable bounce houses and inflatable just mazes and stuff like that um and then they also did what was it is this is this one's pretty common it's called like a trunken treat Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this is I've, i've heard this in like when I uh, was in the previous position at my job, we had one of these. So it's it's pretty common. It's not just in the church, but basically you decorate the trunk of your car. Except uh-huh. like at the church, we try to do like Bible stories. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So um, and then you go to each car and get candy and stuff. I remember I was really proud of my parents' creativity when we had our little pickup truck. They put a bunch of like bricks in the back of the or like fake bricks, you know, that kids play with. Mm-hmm. Um, that are just basically cardboard. They threw up a bunch of them in the back of the truck, and then like we stuffed um, some newspaper and a couple socks and put them in shoes, and it was the fall of the wall of Jericho. <gasps> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I, I love was it. Like, yeah, we had. I think we actually won a prize for that because it was so. It was. Oh my god! It took us five minutes to do, but man, it was funny. Um, That's but yeah, no, I mean, so we we definitely celebrated Halloween, but. Um, we also were not forced. I would, I want to say forced, but we were always reminded of the fact that, you know, it's, you know, this doesn't worship God and stuff like that. So just that my parents just uh, reiterated and stressed the point that, you know, as long as I understood the division between the two mm-hmm. and didn't go like crazy about, you know, witchcraft and stuff like that, <laughs> that um, mm-hmm. I could continue to dress up, you know, as an eighties pop star and run around my neighborhood. Getting yeah. Candy. So like whatever fabulous yeah i would say about the same thing with my childhood we had church events i don't think we called them trunk or treat i don't think we called them harvest festival because also harvest festival sounds like super witchy to me i don't know mm-hmm. 
I dig it. <laughs> I dig it, but it sounds really witchy to me. Um, but we did have like an alternative thing, and I remember everything was Bible themed, kind of like your wall of Jericho. And somebody set up, I think it actually belonged to the church because I think they had it for more than one year, but somebody set up this sort of like Jonah and the whale thing, where if you were a kid, you could walk into this like wooden cutout of a whale mm -hmm. and go in and get treats and put them in like your little pumpkin pail. And that's what I remember about my church's Halloween alternative growing up. But my parents let me celebrate Halloween. They have like pictures of one of my babysitters putting me in a Dalmatian costume when I was like three or four years old, like a little kid. Um, yeah. And it was really, my parents never really stressed it as like, this doesn't glorify God. It was like, okay, we're going to go walk around the neighborhood and get candy. Be careful. Don't run into the street. And also mom has to make sure that none of your candy is poisoned before you eat mm -hmm. it. So oh, that was the big thing in my house too. Like oh, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't just like eat the candy as I was mm -hmm. walking around outside. Like my, my folks had to inspect it. And like, yeah. I get it. That was a big scare. Yeah. Um, and it still kind of is, but I've never, I don't think met anyone who's found mm -hmm. anything in candy. Have you guys? I No, no. But I think it's because we grew up in the 90s and like that did happen to some kids somewhere yeah. in the 90s. So like I understand their fears, but I've never, never met anybody who was personally affected by that. Yeah, there were certain candies that uh, my folks just automatically threw away too. Ooh. Like they would even let me... Um let me eat them twinkies were the one for me that really? always they were like yeah because i mean you could do like a little their thing behind it was like someone could eject something into it and it won't change oh. its size or anything like that oh. you won't see any mm -hmm. residue and it'll just like right through the wrapper so yeah. they were always like those immediately get tossed so i get it um, i get it but i was always like i'm not uh, and to this day i'm never a fan of twinkies but it's fine <laughs> yeah that's my, how my parents my Sorry, dad took ahead. my dad took our Twinkies also, but that was not the reason. He just wanted to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, I feel like that could be the reason too. My parents were just like, I really want those Twinkies. I mean, they could have said anything to me and I would have been like, sure, okay, you Aww. know, whatever. Like, what am I gonna say? I don't know better. So I'm just like, Yeah, sure, take whatever you want. As long as I can keep the three musketeers and the Twix, that's my Ooh, shit. Okay. Yes. Yes, yes, and more yes. I feel like my parents always took away the ones that were choking hazards or the ones that looked like drugs. Like the, do you remember like the sheets of button candy? Yeah, yeah, like the little sugar candies. Mm -hmm. Everyone thought they were like LSD. Or yeah, something. Uh -huh. my parents always took those away from me. And candy necklaces; those were the things I was not allowed to have. Which is so weird looking back at it. Candy necklaces. Those were the best. I think, okay. Yeah. I think I only, really only ever ate one, but. My mom was not a huge fan of candy necklaces, but they're a choking hazard and they're mm -hmm. sticky. Yeah. They are. Which is fair. I think like, that was the reason I like ate one once and I was done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of sticky things. That's a no thank you. That's a no thank That's you. That's a no thank you for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh All my right. gosh. But I go ahead. Yeah. So what about um Harry Potter? Were you all allowed to read that or watch that when you were a kid? Because I was absolutely not whatsoever. Not until high school. Mm-hmm. But I remember the first time I saw any Harry Potter movie, it was 4th of July at my older sister's best friend's house. And it scared the shit out of me. 
Seriously? <laughs> oh my god. I don't remember. I think it was I'm trying to think of how old I would have been. I probably in like the third or fourth grade. So when did the first okay. movie come out? Probably first when we were in uh, that one came out, I think, around the time we were either in kindergarten or first or second grade. Um, I might want to take a guess here and say it might have been the second one with the snake. Oh, I love that no. one. Well, no, I love snakes. It was like a troll or somebody scary. Oh, it's the first one. It's yeah. the first one. I, it came out I in 2001. It was the first one. Yeah, no, there was a big yep. troll and I didn't like it. Oh, I love that that was what scared you because that thing looks so goofy. <laughs> oh, I was I get a scary it. I get cat it. as a kid. Everything scared me. Wow. I feel like, oh my gosh, I would never have guessed that. Like if we had an alley trivia night, I never would have guessed that about you. Oh my gosh. No. Yeah. I was a huge scaredy cat. Like wow. Harry Potter freaked me out. Beetlejuice was really scary. Ooh. Oh yes. Um, love Beetlejuice. I love the shit. Out I of that love it now. It's great. But, but as a kid, no, it was scared, scary as a kid. Me as a Michael kid. Keaton was terrifying. Terrifying. Um, there was another movie, not a scary movie. It was like a kid's movie. I hated it. Jumanji. Oh, that is kind of scary. <laughs> In my brain, that's the first horror movie that I ever watched. Oh. Because it scared defense. me so bad. Yeah, I mean, in your defense, there's there's some really creepy imagery from that. Like the monkeys look scary as hell. Mm -hmm. There's the big old spider. Um and then I always got freaked out after the uh the the hunter got like all that paint on him and his yeah. face afterwards that always scared the crap out of me so like I completely understand Jumanji was freaky. Mm -hmm. Man, I think I blocked Jumanji from my brain for the most part. Like I remember <laughs> watching it in like an after school babysitting program thing at my elementary school and just like not I think I watched part of it, hated it, and then went and did something else because oh, I did not <laughs> did not like the vibes it put off. Um, I was not allowed to read Harry Potter as a kid. Uh, definitely not. Um, and I'm gonna rat my father out here. And I I'm pretty sure I told this story to my mm -hmm. mom, but it's 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 funny anyway. It's funny to me. So I remember, um, and I actually had a diary for the longest time. I think I chucked it, but I had a diary that had this journal entry in it that this was when I got to watch Harry Potter for the first time. So I wish I could tell you an exact date, Aww. but uh, it was right before we um, got rid of our cable. So we still had like ABC family and all that stuff. And I was maybe, I want to say like 11, maybe mm -hmm. like 10, but uh, my mom had gone to bed. And I saw that Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was on ABC Family. And it was, it maybe had like an hour left. And so I was like, I just look up at my dad. I was like, hey, dad, can I watch Harry Potter? And he's like, he kind of looked at me, looked at the TV, looked at me, and then like looked at in my parents' bedroom and went, yeah, just don't tell your mom. <laughs> and I was like, hey. <laughs> so I got to watch it and um, it was super like I loved it and I did get really into the Harry Potter like I remember like friends I had at the time we would run around with awful awful I'm sure super cockney British accents um, <laughs> and pretend that you know we were wizards with like a stick we found in the backyard Aww. so it, it was it was fun and um, 
I think I got really adamant about wanting to read the books because by the time I was in, like, I want to say fourth grade, so many people were reading them. Mm -hmm. Everyone was reading them. And I felt like I was missing out on something. I had FOMO, you guys. I had FOMO. I was like, I want to be a part of this. And so I really, like, begged my mom. I was like, Mom, please, I really want to read the Harry Potter books. And we had those... um scholastic book fairs yes i always love the book fair man. oh those are the best mm-hmm. so um i was just like obviously they had like i think they had books like one through four and they had them of course right there on the shelf and they were there were so many copies because they were the most popular book and i was like please mom please and so she went you know what fine but we have to sit down like we're gonna talk about this as you're reading them and i think she got lazy with that like a month in mm-hmm. but um we were like supposed to sit down and talk about it and how like this goes against what this bible verse says and this goes against what this bible verse says so it was very very like we were you know keeping an eye on it but then she was like i'm kind of getting bored of this which is mm-hmm. fine but I also went to, like, book five's midnight release. I went to book six's midnight release, Aww. you know. Like, um, I I do love these books. And um, love the books, not the author. That's what I will say about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for we sure. We love the books, not the author. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Man. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, that was my experience with that. And then I also want to chime in with a little <laughs> with a little story of something that scared me when I was a kid because you both mentioned, you know, stuff that scared you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I remember I was in this uh, like sick kid child care program mm-hmm. and uh, they had a bunch of VHS tapes. And I don't even think it was near Halloween, but I was maybe like 10 at the time. And, you know, not quite a kid anymore, but like not quite part of like the teenager group yet. Mm-hmm. And the teenager group that was in there wanted to watch this episode of Goosebumps or this tape that had like a couple Goosebumps episodes on it. I think it had like the Tower of Terror or whatever episode on that. And then it had this, like, I think, zombie episode on it. Ooh. I think it was mm-hmm. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, I can watch that. I'm not scared. And I sat down and watched it with them. And I remember literally nothing from the uh, episode of the zombie one, except for the fact that the family's like getting the hell out of Dodge. And um, they turn around and look at their dog. And the dog has this terrible like green tint to it. Ooh. And his eyes are glowing red. So it's, so it's supposed to be a zombie. And like it opens its mouth. And the dog is obviously like panting or something. But like, <laughs> like these like little green puffs come out of the mouth. And I was like, oh no, the dog. The dog is a zombie now. Oh my gosh. And I was just like, I'm not going to sleep for weeks. And I didn't. <laughs> That's hilarious but also like scared me not beetlejuice that oh my gosh (laughs) that is hilarious and also speaks very very well of your sensitive soul and your sweet (laughs) heart (laughs) oh you're oh you're just like oh you just want to be like oh they're there honey i really want to be like oh they're there pisces (laughs) oh thank you so much (laughs) you're welcome i feel sun with cancer moon and everything else anyway i feel i feel you though i remember watching the wizard of oz with my maternal grandmother because she was like i know our grandma was like obsessed with the wizard of oz so was Mm -hmm. my maternal grandmother but to a much lesser degree and she i remember like checking the 
VHS out from the library and watching it with her once and being like, okay, this is cool. And then the second time I watched her through, I was like, what the actual heck? Like, is the house going to fall on me and kill me now? Because I was like four and did not understand. And that, oh, that and the flying monkeys, like, just did it mm-hmm. in for me. Just like, oh, man, it was a long time before I could watch that movie again. Oh, <laughs> that's fair. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I... Yeah, it was really, that was like my threshold for scary movies. And then like, I bring it back to Harry Potter a little bit. I remember, like, I didn't ever really kind of have those like left out feelings because none of my friends were allowed to read Harry Potter either. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I remember being in the children's church building when I was probably in like second or third grade. And there was a bunch of almost like plastic paper cubbies, like the things that you find in a doctor's office that have pamphlets in it about like, here's how to handle like this disease and you should try like this medicine and whatnot. But they had that except it was for like, here parents, you should raise your kids in these ways. And they had one for Harry Potter talking about how Harry Potter is witchcraft and kids shouldn't read it Mm -hmm. or watch the movies. And I remember standing in front of this thing while my mom was talking to the children's pastor about it and just like, being like, okay, I don't understand why this is a big deal. I have no desire to read these books. None of my friends are reading these books, so on and so forth. And then like fast forward to, uh, I want to say high school, my friends were all interested in it and I just didn't understand it. And to this day, I understand why the movies are great. And I read books one, two, and three at the beginning of college. And then college hit like a hailstorm and the book's I just didn't care for them enough to keep reading, mm-hmm. which is sad. But also, I feel One I feel like three are good books to read, though. They were, read yeah. them, and, and they were and so they're good. easy reads. Three is honestly one my favorite. So yeah. the fact that you read that, solid. Yeah. It was kind of like, okay, I dig these. And then I tried four and I was like, I got bigger fish to fry right now. But <laughs> I think when I like I think in the future when I'm a parent, I'll probably read the books like with my kids in the future. Because Christina actually I don't remember if it was Christina or Allie, but I know one of you touched on the idea of how like things within the books directly oppose things within the Bible. But I think at the end of the day, if you look at the plot structure of Harry Potter, so much of it is about like standing up for one's friends and Mm self-sacrifice in a way that I think that the themes of it are actually much closer to the predominant themes in Christianity than one would expect. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I completely agree. And, um, there's there's controversy in the books too that are that are big and they 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 can be great teaching experiences mm-hmm. for kids because uh, it's not just like the witchcraft that's wrong but I know that um I think Allie you might have mentioned this on a um when we did it like a the Zoom call between all of us but there's like anti-Semitism in that book too absolutely um the goblins in Harry Potter specifically are anti-Semitic caricatures as well as goblins in like popular culture Mm -hmm. and -hmm. also like the like green witch but that's like a whole nother conversation but yeah the goblins specifically but there's also other things Yeah, yeah absolutely so I think that um 
you know, you can use it as a teaching experience, like, yes, stand up for your friends and then like maybe say like, hey, you know, why are they treating Dobby like this? You know, and, and just mm-hmm. kind of think about things that way. So it those books can be a great teaching experience and you can even take its faults and make them educational mm-hmm. and a learning experience, which is which is good. Um, yeah, I think that no book is perfect by any means whatsoever. And mm-hmm. you can learn from the good and bad points of it. Absolutely. Um, but we while we are on the subject of movies, because that is my shit. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was like in your families what or church, what was their like general idea regarding like scary movies, possession movies, things like that? <sighs> Big sigh. You wanna go for it, Allie? So Horror movies were, like, not allowed in the house, but because my mom didn't like them, my mom still doesn't like them. I watch a lot less scary movies when my mom's at home Mm -hmm. because, like, I don't want to cross that line. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm going to watch this even though you hate it. That's just rude. Mm -hmm. My dad likes horror movies, but he never watched them with us because we were all children. Mm-hmm. And I was I was scared again, scared of everything. But and my older sister doesn't like horror. My little sister doesn't really like horror. And they both found that out at a pretty early age. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't really like a black or white, like, oh, we're not gonna watch this because it's a horror film. But my mom had a pretty hard, like, no demon rule, no like possessions. Um she said The Exorcist really messed her up when she saw it. Oh. So I still haven't seen that one, but for other reasons. But mm-hmm. so there wasn't really like a, a big black or white yes or no with things like Halloween horror movies in regards mm-hmm. to our religion. But my mom would sing the Careful Little Eyes What You See song oh. all the time. Which like, Yo, that's really creepy. <laughs> but it really shaped like how I think of horror films because whether you think it affects you or not, it does. Because that's do. just how that's just how human brains work. But I do not think that was a succinct answer to the question, but that's what I've got. That's <laughs> a, that answer absolutely works. <laughs> yeah, no, it it absolutely works. And I mean, my my family, uh, obviously, when I was younger, like horror movies were in no go. Uh, it's interesting though because I developed like a real love for horror movies um, when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I did this whole because um, uh, I was in a, a public speaking class and I had to do an informative speech and I did it mm-hmm. on Wes Craven and his horror movies and like basically ranking them um, from best to worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, like, for anyone who doesn't know, Wes Craven did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first mm-hmm. one. None of the other ones after that, except for Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I stand by that because Wes Craven's New Nightmare and Nightmare on Elm Street are the only two good Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And you know what? I didn't hate the remake. Um, and then he did the Scream series. Mm-hmm. And so, and the Scream movies, I think, were all him. So, uh, but, uh, I was so into his movies and I remember watching Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time and just being completely like blown away by it. I was I was so 
I was scared, but it was like it's such an interesting concept to me too, because like the idea of something something only being able to access you in your dreams, like you just get so tired to the point like you have to sleep. Mm -hmm. And then what do you do at that point? You know, like are you completely at their mercy? And I like that his movies most of the time um especially like the scream series and the nightmare on elm street series at least like Wes craven's new nightmare and nightmare on elm street um Mm -hmm. are both female led oh yeah so the scream series is led by the character sydney prescott who um she is the main character and so she's the one who heads it up so it has like badass women in both and then in Wes craven's new nightmare and in the original nightmare on elm street you have nancy who is heading up the battle against uh freddy Mm krueger so I sorry, I just love those movies so much. But I think that my it got to a point where my mom started to see that I liked these movies and I wasn't gonna go out and like start hurting anybody. I wasn't having nightmares to the point where I was screaming, like I wasn't able to sleep, I wasn't traumatized by any means whatsoever. So she eventually was just like, Yeah, I guess you can watch these. So um she she kind of chilled out, out after it, but I mean, possession movies were a no-no in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I still to this day have not seen it. I want to, but I still haven't seen it. And like, I don't... Uh, the Exorcist was one that obviously never allowed to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one that we were never... I was never allowed to watch, but I always wanted to because um, in my high school, there were quite a few people who were super into it was uh, Rocky Horror. <gasps> you've yes. you've never seen it? Oh no, I've seen okay. it. Okay, oh, no, I've like, seen it. <laughs> was in it. Well, not in it, but right. No, my mom. Yeah, you know that story, right? Yeah. So your mom was magenta. Yeah. So my mom, for like a year and a half of her life, and she told me this after I, because basically I got to college, mm-hmm. I had moved out, I bought the movie, and I watched it because I was like, oh, yeah. this, this. I want to see this mm-hmm. and I loved it. It was so good. The music was so good. It's so I have good. The, I have the music on vinyl. Like I have this Rocky Horror soundtrack on vinyl. I might actually play that tonight That's because so that just sick. sounds so good right now. Absolutely. Um, so like I loved it. And um, yeah, no, my mom, because you know how they do productions of Rocky Horror mm-hmm. where they have the actors acting it out as well as the movie uh, playing in the background. And my mom played Magenta. For like a year and a half of her life when she was like between like the ages of like, I want to say like maybe 15 to 16, 16 Aww. to 17. So like she played her and I was so confused. So like I always felt like there was a, a little bit of like hypocrisy right there. But <laughs> I, 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 un- I understand what she was trying to do. But I mean, mm. I never I never was like in my head like, ah, oh, yes, I'm going to try and create like my own very like hypersexual man mm-hmm. to be my sex. Like, no, like mm-hmm. literally I was so attracted to like um meatloaf in that movie <laughs> i was just like he's so cool because like yeah. that, that is that is probably my favorite song from the entire soundtrack is um like whatever happened to saturday night like oh my god it's so, <laughs> so good. good i love uh, it oh my gosh That's... i love meatloaf <sighs> right right he... um when i wait hold on a meatloaf sidebar there was a commercial <laughs> that he was in when we would have all been like second third grade he was Mm -hmm. in i think 
like an Arby's or maybe Ooh. IHOP. Like somebody had just released meatloaf as a menu item and it was a big deal. So it was like IHOP or like Arby's or somewhere that should not be serving meatloaf. <laughs> but they decided to do it anyway. And he yep. was in the commercial and I thought he was like the coolest person ever. Right? Like, I definitely had like a kind of crush on meatloaf. Thank you for validating me, Allie. I needed that. Because usually whenever I'm like, yeah, man, Meatloaf was the shit in that movie. Everyone's like, he fucking weirdo. Like, really? <laughs> no, no you, I have, you have Rocky to choose from. You even have Brad. Like, you're going to no. go. And even like uh, Dr. Frank is a piece of shit. Brad's awful. Bottom of the barrel. Brad's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom of the barrel. You're scraping it at that point. Yeah, we no. hate Brad. We we do not stand Brad on this podcast. Absolutely you heard not. It here first. Um, what about you, Amanda? I want to hear about about you because I don't Ooh. I don't ever remember being like watching scary movies at your place when we were growing up. Yeah. So really, um, scary movies weren't even an option. Like it's just not something my parents are interested in. If they're gonna watch a movie that's scary, it's not gonna be scary because of like horror or demons or possession. They like situational scary movies, like oh no, there's a giant earthquake and everybody's going to die because of a tsunami. So mm -hmm. like, it just wasn't the type of movie that my parents really ever watched. However, I do have very distinct memories of waking up early one morning to like eat my cereal and watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the cartoon, and my mom like being awake for some godforsaken reason because that woman does not wake up early in the morning. And she saw this and was like, What are you watching? And I was like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And she was like, No, you're not, and turned it off. And I was like, Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I love that show. Uh -huh. Dude, that Sabrina the Teenage Witch and the Powderpuff Girls were shows that my mother did not like. And recess. I don't know what she had against all of these tv shows but like if i ever had the opportunity to watch them because we didn't have cable so first off we had to find a time when it was on a normal tv channel with an antenna and two they were just hard to come by so when i would mm -hmm. find them my mom was like uh no but one thing i do remember watching that my parents didn't really care about was um courage the teenage dog which, cowardly dog. No, nope. that's what it was. Courage the cowardly, Courage dog. The cowardly dog. What did oh I call him? Oh my god! And Courage she was okay with dog. I love that so much. <laughs> Which is like a that's a crossover. Sabrina crossover. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Courage. <laughs> and courage is just like yo man chill out bro i am here i got for homework crossover. to do i am here for that crossover <laughs> but that's like the only horror thing i was ever really allowed to watch and even then i only watched that like maybe once or twice when we were visiting my family like my great uncle and great aunt in kentucky and they had cable and my parents were like Psh, whatever stick her in front of cartoon network she's in third or fourth grade she'll be fine but courage is i terrifying. do remember yeah i was like courage it was terrifying the, the scariest animation i think i've oh, ever seen, or like characterization and like just like mm -hmm. character details uh -huh. i can remember from a children's cartoon show like oh my god yeah. yeah. So that was really, that was really severe. That was a severe jump from like nothing scary or slightly terrifying at all to like, yeah, that's fine. Go watch that. Which if that's not mm -hmm. the theme of my life, I don't know what is. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> but 
I do remember being on vacation with my dad up at that like sort of ranch house up north that his friend owned. Um, mm-hmm. Christine knows what I'm talking about, where they just had like a ton of old VHS tapes. And literally we would just go up there, hike, hang out, fix the house up. And I remember my dad showed me Little Shop of Horrors. And I think I was probably in seventh or eighth grade and I loved it. And that was my first, I guess, like, quote unquote, horror movie experience, Mm -hmm. if you can really call that a horror movie, but like horrors in the name. Oh, it's cute. It's definitely gory. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely has, like, the gore aspect to it. And also, like, a plant coming to life and eating people. Like, mm-hmm. oof. But the, like, running joke was that we had um we had a minivan for a while. And my dad, every time the minivan needed gas, my dad would say, like, feed me, Seymour. And that mm-hmm. was, it was great to finally understand that reference. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God, I can imagine your dad doing that. And like, yeah. I, I actually probably remember him doing that. Oh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> like, and, and being just as clueless as you were, because I had not seen Little Shop of Horrors at that point. I was just like, mm-hmm. uh, now I say feed me Seymour all the time. So, oh, hell yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But that was like childhood until when I hit college, um, I had a hallway mate not yeah not a roommate but she lived across the hallway who really liked horror movies and I also had a friend from high school who really liked horror movies and we watched like I don't know some of the classics like The Conjuring and Paranormal Activity and like The Birds or The Bird The Birds The Birds I adore The The Birds I love The Mm -hmm. Birds but that's kind of when I was first out of the house and was allowed to like make my own movie choices and then from there it really, I don't know. I think I haven't, I haven't watched The Exorcist. I haven't really had any interest in watching The Exorcist. However, I do, I did watch a movie called The Right, which does deal with exorcisms. And honestly, that movie is amazing, partially because it's based on true stories, allegedly, of one man who went to Rome so he could get like the training through the Catholic Church to have mm-hmm. that right to exorcise people. And it is, I don't know, it's just a really well-made movie. It's definitely terrifying. Um, but I, I Is that the I one that's recommend in Italian? It. No, no. It has okay. Anthony Hopkins in it, though, which is fabulous. I love Anthony Hopkins. I like him. Oh, yes. Have the lamb stop screaming, Clarice. Oh. <laughs> I, I haven't watched that movie because when I was like in the eighth grade and starting to show an interest in horror because my sister was in uh-huh. theater and I was learning like gore makeup at the time. Ooh. I saw the moth and I was like, oh, what's that? It was at a video store. And my mom was like, mm-hmm. never watch that movie. You can't watch it's it. It's really good. So <laughs> I haven't watched it still, even as an adult. I'm like, well, mom told me no, can't do it. Oh, Bob told me now, can't do it. I'll That's I'll hilarious. probably watch it at some time because it's on Netflix now. But like I see it and I'm like, oh, I can't watch that. Mom said no. You we oh my gosh. That <laughs> is that is it's such a good movie. And like, oh man, I I love that movie on a deep, like, deep level. Partially feel, Yeah, go go ahead. Partially because the first time I watched it was also my dad introduced me to it, and it was also at this like a not abandoned but like very 
far away from civilization ranch house in the northern region. Uh, you watched and it there? Yeah, I watched it there <laughs> with one of my friends who is comfortable with horror movies and another friend who is a total city slicker, has never lived anywhere besides like the 21st floor of a fancy condo complex and hates horror movies. So we watched this together and my poor, poor friend, um, we'll call her B, would not sleep anywhere except against the wall on a double side double bed with one of us next to her and the other one of us on the top bunk of that bed after she watched that movie because she was uh, convinced yeah. Hannibal Lecter was going to find her and climb through the window and eat her. Oh, I, that no. would I think that would be an okay way to go. I do I be an okay I, way to go. I, I do not. Have either of you seen the new show? Well new Oh, Hannibal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've watched, yeah. uh, honestly, like I can usually get through the first season and then I always lose interest and I don't know why. I It's a good show though. Like highly recommend it. It's good. Mm -hmm. I just, something always comes up that stops me from continuing to watch it, but I know it's good. I always love what I see. There's definitely a tone shift within the first and second seasons, mm -hmm. but I would be fine if Hannibal turned me into a delectable meal. You're like, ah, that's, that's a good way to okay go. Way to Is it go. because he's hot? Is that no? Is that a factor? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I like that. That was a very hesitant. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I have no frame of reference. I haven't seen the TV show. Oh well, he's played by Mads Mikkelsen. I think is how you say his who's name. Who's a very attractive? Yeah, he's yeah, a very he attractive is. man. Googling him right now. Google him, and then you can also Google his co-star. Who I mean. Oh Yo, he's old. Oh wait, no, this no, is a poet. No, he's not. No, sorry. I just googled Max Mickelson and it came up no, with a poet Max. who was born in 1880. <laughs> I like whoever Siri went. Sorry, I don't understand. Or that might have been me. Oh yeah, oh, it was my Google. Oh, Never mind. Oh. Did anyone hear that, or was that just me? No, I didn't hear it. <laughs> oh, thank God, him? it was just me. I did find him. He was originally a gymnast and a dancer. Yes. He's yes. 54. He is 54 years old, y'all. That's not that old. Your point? Okay. <laughs> Look up the age of Matthew Greg Ubler, Amanda. He's 40 and I know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's only a 14 year I difference. I just Googled it like three days ago. Leave me alone. Ah, you look it up <laughs> I think he's the same age as Sufjan Stevens if we're talking about famous Amanda's people. 40 year old crushes although let me um, let me put it this way. 45 okay there's art that i love that's like thousands of years old but i'm just gonna look at it so it doesn't matter how old it is oh fair Allie's made a solid point here <laughs> fair 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 validating um <laughs> I mean, and I, as far as, like, I know we've kind of talked about, like, our family and how we've interacted with horror movies that way. I don't remember much from the church as far as they're concerned when it came to horror movies. Um, mm -hmm. They just never really talked about it. I mean, they scared me shitless enough talking about how I was going to hell. I didn't need a horror movie to tell me the same mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. So, Yeah. I think that like a lot and this is also like isn't something that I personally have experienced but this is something that I've heard from other people in other denominations is like there's a great fear that by watching a movie about a possession or reading about a possession you yourself will become possessed which I don't I don't agree with that logic 
mm-hmm. because yeah. I don't see any real logic there whatsoever. However, it's I don't think logic idea... necessarily matters in that situation. But yeah, sorry, I cut you off. Um, it's no, keep my, going. My mom and I talked about this a lot, and it's under the idea of opening the door. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's kind of like you're opening mm -hmm. the door to it. And with that, it's your not your intention doesn't open the door. What you bring into your life opens the door. And Mm. if anybody's listening doesn't understand that insane level of Christianese, it's (laughs) you are opening your soul. A space that has been blocked off for Jesus to Mm -hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. Because you're interacting with the spirit realm in a physical way. Mm-hmm. So it's opening you up to them and making you more um, susceptible. Like, subs- yeah, that's exactly the word I was looking for. More susceptible. I to got it. you. I got you. So like. Is that okay? I'm connecting that when you said that the first thing that came to my mind was like Ouija boards. And that was something that I was 100% never allowed to play with. And that was something that my mom verbalized that I was not Mm -hmm. allowed to play with. And that if one like came up at a sleepover that I was to call her and leave immediately, which that I feel like that is that makes a lot of sense to me in the context of something like a Ouija board where you are actively engaging with a spirit realm, which like for the record, I totally believe that like demons and spirits and like that whole realm exists. Like Mm -hmm. I have no, no doubt about that whatsoever. However, I do like personally believe that you have to like very actively attempt to communicate with it in order for that door to be opened. But if you're watching a movie that's using actual demon names and actual incantations, is that not Mm. interaction? That's why my mom and I stopped watching Supernatural. Oh, okay. I didn't, yeah, that's a good point. Because they're using actual biblical names and verses and incantations. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, yeah, um, I personally, I never mess with, with Ouija boards because mm-hmm. I I didn't fuck with that shit, man. I Same. did not, <laughs> like, no. I didn't do that. I refused to do the whole Bloody Mary thing. Uh-uh, Mm-mm. like, that is nope, no, nope. no way, Jose. I, I don't mess with that stuff, man. Like, anything that was, like, um, a, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of, like, the word for it, but any kind of, like, um, lore or stuff like that, or, or messing mm-hmm. with spirits, or, or angry, like, spirits, or mainly, like, malicious ones. Man, I don't mm-hmm. fuck with that shit. Yeah. No, and let no. me tell you, when um, Paranormal Activity came out, oh, it just solidified that you do not fuck with that shit. Because let me tell you, mm-hmm. uh, the, <laughs> that movie um, scared the shit out of me. And it's hilarious, because I can watch, like, Nightmare on Elm Street and be fine. It's There's a difference. That paranormal activity is so suspenseful um mm-hmm. just the first one the rest of it is uh, but the first one i remember it being such like a big deal because it was bringing back what the blair witch project did mm-hmm. um i forgot about that movie yeah no the blair witch <laughs> project they they started this thing 
they started like the found footage, you know, shaky cam, mm-hmm. like spookiness, and they mm-hmm. did it very well. And so did Paranormal Activity. But the last like minute of that movie always scared the shit out of me because she like walked off into the into the like downstairs area, and then you hear her scream. And so he comes running down after her and you literally hear nothing and see nothing happen on that camera for 30 seconds, but you are waiting for it. Mm-hmm. You're waiting for something to happen. Then it just cuts to black, you know? And I, yeah. I literally, no joke, you guys, I had my laptop clear across on the other side of the living room. I was on the other side of the living room with my headphones on watching mm-hmm. this movie and being utterly terrified because mm-hmm. I, I had to have it like that far away. I could barely even see it, but I was just ready for something to come out and scare me. And Dude. so like, and I remember watching that movie um, against the request of my parents. Cause you were like, you know, possession and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, nah, man, I'm going to watch it because again, it came out, I think while we were all in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, all my friends were watching it and they had the um they had a really good marketing scheme for it which is hey let's put some cameras in the audiences as they're watching this and mm-hmm. see how freaked out they get because they had some really good jump scares in that movie yeah um and they didn't have like any music backing it or anything like that you could hear like the oh, bass yeah. go a little bit lower in some scenes if you were really mm-hmm. listening to it which you can hear kind of with any horror movie like you hear that bass drop a little bit and you're just like oh something's gonna happen <laughs> yeah so um but for the most part it was just like it was just a scary scary experience and so i i remember that and like yeah. watching that and being like Yo, I think I like I think I like scary movies. Not like uh-huh. this though. I don't suspenseful movies. I will be curled up into a ball of just dripping anxiety. Uh-huh. And I will be I will be like one like jump scare <laughs> away from an anxiety, like full blown panic at the next. But I still watch them. But I still I watch love them. Suspense. Dude. I know. Honestly, so do I. They're so good. Mm-hmm. This just reminded me of what might have actually been my first horror movie experience, but I yes. didn't want to think about it, and now I'm remembering it. And is there... Okay, I don't remember the name of the movie, but maybe I can explain it and you can name it. It's There's a babysitter, and she's in a house with glass walls, and she answers the phone, and there's a scene with like a bathroom door swinging and you expect somebody to be behind it, but there's just a robe. And I don't remember the name of the movie whatsoever, but I remember I had these friends in like junior high and early high school and they were twins and their parents owned this like creepy, not Victorian era house, but definitely older style house that seemed like it was haunted as hell. And like, they were obsessed with scary movies and they talked me into watching this and I, swear i did not sleep a wink that night (sighs) but that was suspenseful not so much scary and then we watched like disturbia afterwards which isn't scary it's just suspenseful and i love shia labeouf but that might actually be my first horror movie that i ever watched disturbia is good i have no idea what horror movie you're talking about though do you ali no yeah i was like i almost thought like the familiar i wanted to say scream but it's been so long since I watched that one and I wasn't even watching it. It was on at a party. 
Yeah, no, Scream starts out with a, uh, with like Drew Barrymore, um, getting killed like in the first five minutes, and she's oh, just by right. herself. Um, okay, telephone, mm-hmm. babysitter. What if Stranger Calls? Oh my God, really? Yeah. Yes. Oh my I'm gosh. So glad. Did you like Google it? Like Glass House, Babysitter. I literally robot. Googled a horror movie with Glass House and phone calls. And phone calls. Okay. When a stranger called, like mm-hmm. that's that's super creepy. And like I remember tropes yeah. from um like the big one I remember, like the tropes coming out, and like all people would need to do is whisper to you one line and you'd be freaked out, especially when I was a kid. The mm-hmm. main one I remember is the ring. Yeah. And people just whispering I still to you. Seen that movie. Seven days. And it's just like never... immediately gone. It's terrifying. Because I mean, it. this hap- this is not a spoiler at all by any means. I definitely recommend watching it because it's it's a creepy movie. It's good. No, I um, think that scene is like in the trailers. Yeah, exactly. So like the whole point of this movie is like you watch this tape, this cursed tape, and then immediately your phone rings and you hear a voice say seven days. So mm-hmm. you know, like within mm-hmm. seven days, you are going to die. Um oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah, and that's basically what oh. happens. It's like after you watch this movie, seven days later, you die. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. And Horrible. no one no one really knows how until one uh the main character of the movie, again, female led AA, um mm-hmm. finally like steps forward and tries to learn like the history of this tape because she like takes it to like basically like a, a an analyzing studio and she like goes frame by frame to try and catch things from it that she can mm-hmm. research because there's like news clippings in there sometimes and so it's it's weird. Um but it's uh it's 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 a good movie. I mean it's it's freaky. It's not something that like you're you're gonna be completely changed forever by, but I mean it's it's creepy if you ever mm-hmm. just want to watch a scary movie. Um okay. so but, yeah, no, I mean um go ahead. <laughs> the ring came out in two thousand two. Wow. The trailers are terrifying. And I remember my dad took me to see a kid's movie. Do not remember. <gasps> I don't remember what movie it was, but the Shrek. theater had gotten the trailers wrong. The theater had gotten the trailers wrong, and the <laughs> ring trailer came on, and I cried so hard I threw up. Oh, oh, no. oh my god, that's like when. You know, like they they've had so many. There have been issues with that where like kids are there to see, you know, like minions, and instead of minions, the new Poltergeist remake starts playing, oh, or like no. The Conjuring, or yeah. like you know, um, The Nun, or something crazy like that, where it starts off with like terrifying imagery, and oh my God, Allie, you you it poor was, thing, I could just see little Allie so going like ah, and then just ugh. it was just the trailer, but. My no, gosh, the trailer was to... freaky. Yeah, I'm looking to see like what movies came out in 2002. Maybe what it was like movies. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. No. Um. It was the Country Bears. No. What is that? Such that an innocent so movie. <gasps> That's the year Jonah came out. Oh, oh my yeah. god, the details movie. Oh, my fave. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my god, oh that my movie god. had music that like slapped. I, I don't <gasps> care what anyone says. The Veggie Tales, like, I specifically remember the episode where, you know, that you had the peas at the wall of Jericho. Mm-hmm. Keep walking, but you will not knock down our walls. Keep walking. Like, but they're never gonna fall. 
going exactly to see. like your brains are very small to think walking will be knocking down our wall yes oh my gosh yes fantastic and like it's so funny because i haven't seen that that obviously that episode in in years and you just stuck with me so hard um but do you guys remember like because uh we kind of touched on it slightly when we were talking about you know like being scared enough in church by being taught about you know demons and stuff Mm -hmm. um were like what were you guys taught about them because i was just taught that you know they're there they're there to tempt you they're gonna try and make you falter and and all this stuff kind of again amanda going into things that we've discussed previously on our show which is just like the shame culture and everything and like the demons are there to to trick you and to to like be bad and i never heard any like you know you heard about god and like the holy spirit and that was the only good one yeah well everything else was just like demons and bad Mm -hmm. you know were you guys not taught about the angels and like the hierarchy of the angels and all of that oh i wasn't no um i grew up in a very creative led church so like most of our pastors were musicians and artists and it was in southern california So, like, we had rugs on the walls and surfboards on the ceilings. And I know the decoration doesn't, like, tie into the theology of the church, but they were very open. And we had people who, like, performed exorcisms. And, like, I saw my kid's pastor cast a demon out of a man on the beach. So we talked about like the hierarchy of the demons and the hierarchy of the angels and how that related to us as Christians moving through the like the physical realm Mm -hmm. and being part of a battle that we couldn't see. Mm -hmm. So and like if you read Revelation, we know who wins the battle. It's like laid out there, but the war is still happening. Mm-hmm. Because the devil is waiting for humanity to slip up. So, and that's what that's what we were taught in uh. in my church. And I moved out of state to here when I was going out of the fifth grade into the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So we had already hit on all of that. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about how getting you know, how an exorcism at the beach. I'm sorry. What was that? I heard like there was a glitch, so I heard everything all at once. <laughs> how do you feel about that now? Um, comforted, I guess, because mm-hmm. I've seen angels and demons and all of that Mm -hmm. before so having the framework to understand what it is Mm -hmm. is comforting and that's another reason why I don't like possession movies and demon movies because that's no longer fiction and I can't just Mm -hmm. use that as entertainment it's like the same Mm -hmm. way that I don't like horror movies based on like a true story because there's not Mm -hmm. i don't have that like separation Mm -hmm. anymore yeah that makes sense yeah yeah that's totally fair i mean you know go ahead i just it's comforting that i had that 
uh, basis of education and I didn't mm-hmm. grow up in a church that didn't believe in spirits and didn't believe in the devil. I don't know if you guys have ever been to those kind of churches, but it boggles my mind that you can read the Bible and say that you believe in Christ, but also say, oh, but hell isn't real. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christina, do you want to go next? Well, I mean, I already talked about mine as far as like, uh, it was mostly just like bad is all the bad stuff and like the Holy Spirit was good and we didn't we didn't have anything like that no exorcism or anything we we more so had the phrase that was tossed around was like people were moved by the Holy Spirit oh, okay but not so much anything like like Allie just talked about that did that hasn't stopped me though from believing that that is absolutely um, possible. Mm-hmm. Um, because this this is the way I think about things because people, you know, people ask like, do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in aliens? And here's <laughs> mm-hmm. here's always my response to that is like, I have no reason to not to. Yeah. There has been no evidence to prove to me that these things do not exist. If yeah. even though I have not had my own personal interactions with these things, I mm-hmm. it is in no way right of me to invalidate anybody else's possible experience with these things by saying no they don't exist because yeah. who, mm-hmm. how, how do i know how do i know i haven't had any experiences with them but you know like alia said like you have seen it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so it's just like absolutely i believe you like there's no reason for me to not believe you yeah. so that's basically where i stand on it um i don't think like i have any personal stories as far as like interactions with spirits Mm -hmm. um i know people who have like uh like you ali and then i know um a couple of my friends as well who have had Mm -hmm. interactions with things and um like uh i watch (laughs) i watch this this silly show but i highly recommend it if you have amazon it's a it's a Mm -hmm. buzzfeed show but it's called buzzfeed unsolved Mm -hmm. yes I love BuzzFeed Unsolved because those two guys are just the sweetest people. They're um, so great. They are. And you have Shane, you know, who's the skeptic or like the mm-hmm. non-believer, I should say, because he's not a skeptic. He just doesn't believe. And then you have Ryan, who's like fully like, I believe this stuff is real. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's interesting to see those two interact. But like there are some things that happen sometimes on that show. I'm like, I'm not going to question that. I'm just going to be like, yeah. that, 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 that could have been something there. So yeah. um yeah, no. So it's interesting because I I can like fit like see people you know experiencing these things, and well, of course some of it may be played up for the camera. It mm-hmm. it just is, you know. There are some things that I'm just like, you know what, I I have no reason to not believe that that's true. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna yeah. invalidate anybody else's experience because I wouldn't want anybody doing that to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Amanda and I watched the doll island episode yeah oh, that one so I creepy it, I oh, before we her. got our tattoos yeah oh man you uh, amanda did not like it <laughs> i did not no. i was so I was scared like, oh, she was not a fan i don't of that do episode. dolls i don't <laughs> like dolls like dolls freak me the fuck out as soon as you oh. said the doll episode i was like oh she's not gonna oh, like that one no. i i would actually i would love to visit the island yeah i like the queen mary one or the queen elizabeth whichever great. one is the boat in la the, because like the that's queen mary yes. yes i also love the uh the winchester house episode that was really, yes. really good 
that one is super cool. Um, I was just yeah. thinking of like places I've been to, and I'm just like, yep, 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 those ones are interesting. Yes. I've been to Doll Island though, but yes, I mean, yeah. I, I'll go with you, Allie. Uh, when when <laughs> when things are safe and no longer pandemic life, I will be happy to go with you to this Doll Island, and I'll probably like piss myself, but it'll be fine because you're there, and it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I will pick you up from the airport upon your safe return, and then I Good. will spray I'll you with holy water. I'll uh, I'll be the one in the straight jacket. Oh God! We well. can go to Vegas to the Clown Motel first, and then oh, go oh. to. And then, I've been and to then Circus go to the Circus Museum. Y'all, oh. And then you're talking you about Circus Circus, go- right? No, 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 no. The Clown Motel. What? There's another one. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's amazing. My sister and I stopped at it. Uh, we didn't go in because of the plague. The plague. But, but we did stop. And look oh, at it, because I love my clowns. Gosh. I know you do. You're so. I love that you <laughs> love clowns, by the way. Um, but I was just like, oh yeah, circus, circus. I've been there. That hotel's a hunk of junk. What? There's another one. Oh, yeah. dang it! I just put it in the show notes. And then there is a haunted museum in Vegas that the BuzzFeed Unsolved guys, I believe, did do an episode in. Mm. I think they did. Um. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure you already know about this, but that Atlas Obscura website is fantastic. I love oh, yeah, it. Like, so great. The haunted stuff. I have a paper um, copy. Oh, there it is. I would love but, the book. <laughs> Amanda, <laughs> what what about you? Because I don't think I don't I didn't really hear what your experiences are as far yeah. as like demon spirits, the beliefs you hold, any ghost yeah. stories that you have. So, oh man. So like we didn't really we talked about like demons and spirits in church and like there were really a couple predominant beliefs that were taught throughout my childhood and young adulthood. And one of them was the belief in the understanding that demons and like demonic possessions were something that happened in other countries, particularly countries where missionaries go to, to do missionary things. And I'm doing air quotes right now. Mm -hmm. And that was really a big thing is that like missionaries who are church sponsored would come back and would tell us stories about like exorcisms and like saving people's souls from demons and spirits and that sort of thing and another belief that was taught and i don't remember which church yeah sorry go ahead no no it's okay i just had a question on that that i wanted to touch real quick so would you would you say that that definitely fueled some like um xenophobia I don't think it necessarily, I think that that was a part of it, but I think a bigger part of it that it fueled was like white, the white savior complex. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, like for sure in other countries, it wasn't so much like a don't come over here to my land thing. It was more along the lines of like, oh, like where would they be without our white missionaries and Mm -hmm. the money that we get? It was very, it was less xenophobia, more um, like white savior complex and also like white pity. It so, also oh my gosh. ties into old Protestant beliefs that demons and evil spirits were more drawn to people with darker skin because it oh. matched. I know oh. you can't see my air quotes, Ooh. but uh. I hear your air quotes. Was, <laughs> yeah, I hear them loud and clear. Um, that was like speculation of why like voodoo religions and like black magic religions were more common in cultures with dark skin wow but i could go into the history of this kind of stuff uh for hours 
honestly, <laughs> I had never heard that before, but like that level of racism and colorism within the church mm-hmm. just makes so much sense. Yeah. And wow. This is a big reason why we brought Allie in because she knows <laughs> shit. <laughs> but that was like one of the. Yeah, that was one of the like problematic beliefs about demons and spirits. And like, I'm not, I'm in the same shoes as you, Christina, where I'm not, I'm not saying that those exorcisms didn't happen, but that was the main way that they were sort of presented. And then the other really troublesome like belief about demons and spirits and like demonic possession that was presented to me at some point in time is that like people who struggle with mental illness are possessed and that's what depression Mm -hmm. is or anxiety and like Mm -hmm. really god that i mean i can see that too to be honest because like Oh, you know, they just it, it 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 plays into like that idea. I guess maybe you can say that um oh, you just need Jesus in your life and everything will be better. Yep. And wow. it's like, no, I need therapy. Thank you. <laughs> and antidepressants. Yes. Yep. And so yeah. like that that is a huge huge thing that can take a toll on someone's mental health because Absolutely. not yeah. only is mm-hmm. your mental health being invalidated mm-hmm. and someone's saying like something's wrong with you mm-hmm. um but also saying like well you just need to accept our idea of the savior of the world into mm-hmm. your life and everything will be better and i can tell you right now that i here's my air quotes you guys accepted jesus into my life when i was seven or eight years old and i'm still in therapy and i'm still on antidepressants so i'm just like Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. those are helping me more like i just had a follow-up with my um behavioral health specialist and those are helping me more not belittling Mm -hmm. anyone who has gone to the bible for the same reasons but those have helped me more than anything that the Bible did. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like you, you, you can't, you can't do stuff like that. You can't invalidate someone's mental health or, mm-hmm. or categorize it as a problem or um, mm-hmm. a, like a disease almost. It's yes. no, 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 yeah. no. I have a big problem with that because I never faced that, but uh, I don't like that. Yeah. That's also, yeah, Ugh. yeah. There's, yeah, that was one of the major that and also i whenever we get to our episode on homophobia that was another um yep yeah so welcome and i'm not saying that like i specifically picked that up like at the church that i grew up in but i definitely got that either from like school or friends and their churches but those were all like religious beliefs that were introduced to me when I was young and impressionable. <sighs> so that's well, yeah. Up. I mean, like mm-hmm. when when there, there, I don't know. There's just like this idea surrounding like uh, specifically homosexuality uh, that like it's it's uh, uh, an affliction, mm-hmm. and um, like there's a specific lifestyle attached to it, and it was so funny. Because when I came out to my parents as bisexual, um, my dad specifically used those words, you know, like, we love you. 
but we don't accept your lifestyle. And I was Mm -hmm. telling someone about this. I can't remember who it was. Uh, I think, honestly, it was a coworker, but I said that to them um, because they had asked, like, how that went and stuff like that. And they're like, I hate that phrase. What kind of lifestyle do you think I'm living? Do you think, Mm -hmm. like, all of a sudden, like, I'm like, oh, I like women. I have to start doing this, 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 and this to conform to my semi-lesbian lifestyle. Like, what? No. Um, But that is is the general belief. I know. I know. It's crazy. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm still me. I'm, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm still me. It's just like, I like both men and women. And like, I don't know it. it, So whenever it's like categorized as like this affliction or there's like a lifestyle, I -hmm. now see why, you know, the church might use that as like, oh, there's a demon inside you and you have to get rid of it by replacing that demon with Jesus. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. and it, and almost it almost also plays into what Ali, what you were saying about um opening the door and allowing yeah. um those spirits to come in and and quote unquote destroy you, change you, whatever, however you wanna poorly uh-huh. word that boo. Oh man. Yeah. Man, so, that was yeah. I'm tired just thinking about it. <laughs> I know. No, I got the exhausting. Like, uh, it's a sucker punch to the gut, but absolutely. It, on a different topic, unless we can add something. <laughs> nope. Okay, um, I'm good to switch on topics. The topic of like beliefs <laughs> that I hold now. Like I'm still, and this also ties into like the personal ghost stories idea. If we want to close on like telling our own personal ghost stories, if we have any, yes. I do believe that like. Okay, I think if I could, like, outline my beliefs related to, like, ghosts and spirits and demons in, like, three points. Like, one, they all exist. Two, don't fucking provoke them. Mm -hmm. Three, really don't fucking provoke them. Um, And I think that that's, like, my summary. And that here's, like, how that ties in. Like, I have a good ghost story and also, like, a freaking I hate it ghost story. Mm -hmm. And, like with a good ghost story because it's like life affirming and really sweet and yeah it's sassy so I had an aunt who passed away when I was probably like first or second grade maybe third and she lived out of the state and we went and like cleaned up her apartment out of state because she was my mom's cousin so not like actual sibling but we called her my aunt anyways came back and we held her funeral in our old house, which never ever will I hold a funeral in a house ever again, but we held her funeral in our house. Um, And like time passed and my mom replaced a picture of her in a picture frame with a picture of me because I just had like new school photos taken or whatever. And my mom set it on this like countertop that we used to have that was almost like a built-in TV shelving unit thing. And it was like far enough back and it was out of a draft where like, there's no way this picture should have fallen. So my mom like puts this picture up, sets it down, walks away, like a couple hours later, walks past it again. And after she walks past it, she hears this glass shatter and she turns around and the picture has like flown off of the cabinet and landed face down on the ground and like broke the glass. So that's my mom's story about my aunt Mary Ev haunting our house that we used to live in and getting very pissed mm-hmm. that my mom put up her picture with a picture of me. Oh. Um, so yeah that's like my ghost story number one that's like okay like silly spirits 
we get it. Sorry, we covered up your picture. Um, silly second, spirits. Know, like silly Aunt Mary Eve. Like we love you. Um, second ghost story. Oh God. So my 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 husband's mom is into Reiki, which like body work, energy work. Do with that as you will. I think that it does amazing things, but also like I think that you can really fuck it up if you don't know what you're doing. So. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not saying my mother-in-law doesn't know what she's doing, but I also am. So she is visiting us. This is like probably about a year ago. And she's like, hey, like, I want to do like a couple's Reiki session for you too. Like it's on the house. It'll be totally cool. And we're like, okay, like that's fine. And I'm super down with it. Husband, not so much down with it because he's like still pretty, he's pretty wary of anything like spiritual, but not Jesus. Um, So... <laughs> Oh, this is like really awkward to talk about and makes me actually really uncomfortable now that I think about it. But um, mother-in-law comes over and she has like a bundle of sage and like some other herbs. And she's like, okay, first we're going to bless the house. And Brandon's like, okay, but like we're only praying to Jesus. And she's like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah. And so she like lights this bundle of sage and is like, okay, I like invoke some archangel and like we're gonna banish all bad energy from this house and it just gets like a little too woo-woo for my liking Mm -hmm. and like uh yeah so we're like okay this is a little uncomfortable so she like quote-unquote purges the house of bad energy and then we like go upstairs and like lay down on the bed for the reiki session and like she starts doing energy work on me first and like I'm laying there and like I'm instantly really like relaxed, but it's almost like like a paralyzation sort of like feeling like relaxed, but also like zero energy not moving. And like I know that she's like my eyes are shut and I know that she's like moving her hands over my body and like doing energy work. And like literally the last thing that I picture in my brain is this like dark entity moving up the stairs and then I like am out. And then I wake up like 20 minutes later when she's done. And like from that point forward, like my cat has been incredibly active at like two, three in the morning. And like, it's just fucking, I don't know. I don't feel like there's a spirit present in my house, but like, it's still fucking terrifying. So there's my not so great ghost story. Um, How clear was your vision of the thing moving up the stairs? You know, cousin it, from the Adams family. Yeah. Imagine that, but like black and cloud like. Okay. Uh was it like tall? Yeah. Did it have arms? Did you no? You cut out a little bit. Oh yeah, no. No arms. Okay. Why are we asking these questions, Allie? <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Um. <laughs> huh? <laughs> there was a night that I was staying over at. Fuck. No. Place. <laughs> and there was a shadow figure. I was coming out of the bathroom and going into the office where Amanda is. Are you in the office? Or are you yeah, in your girl. closet? I'm in the office right now. Okay. Well, I was sleeping in there and I came, I think, yeah, I was coming out of the bathroom and there was like a shadowy tall figure coming up the stairs, but it had its hand on the wall, not on the railing. Okay. 
And when I pass the spot on the stairs, I still get goosebumps. Dude, oh, I fucking so. hate those stairs so much. It didn't. It didn't feel like bad. Like I wasn't scared of it, but that's why I never told you because I thought it would freak you out. But uh, no, no. It's Brandon also says that he's seen something with glowing red eyes in the office. No, uh, are, are we sure that wasn't Hey Duke? Yeah, that was my uh, response. <laughs> I don't know. Could have been the cat. The cat. Yeah, I, I feel would, like there's something there. I, no, I straight feel like there is. Yeah. We also had like an incident where and like one of my one of my friends on Twitter and from college, I tweeted about this that like our old Brita pitcher like flew off the kitchen counter one day and broke. And like part of me was like, uh, I don't like this. The other part of me was like, this Brita was old anyways, and I'm not going to think too much about it. And then my friend was like, hey, you should definitely get some Palo Santo. And I was like, I don't know. Isn't that like cultural appropriation? And he was like, no, you need to fucking do it. And I was like, oh, God, okay. <sighs> so anyways. Um, it's not cultural appropriation, but you should buy from within the culture okay. is where I stand on it. Same okay. with Sage. Okay. Noted. Yes. But, yeah. As well. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's my, those are my personal ghost stories. Does anybody have a funnier one that's not horrifically terrifying that they have to live with? <laughs> that they have to live with? Um... Let me think. Um, not really. Like, I, I don't remember, like, any... Like I said, I don't think I've I've personally had any interactions with ghosts, but I, I don't belittle or invalidate anyone who has. Because if I haven't had any experiences, how am I supposed to know whether or not they exist? That Just because I haven't doesn't mean they don't. Fair, fair. But I you- don't have any, like funny ones but definitely more heartwarming um when i was uh, still in california little kid i was in a racist version of the girl scouts it was called it was called indian maidens oh no we were right we were assigned to like different tribes and we got um, sure. patches for our accomplishments but they called them totems so um there was a lot that was wrong but i oh. also learned i also learned a lot about the cultures and the tribes in california which is incredible and should be part of the curriculum but that's an entirely different discussion mm-hmm. for like a different thing but we did camps and we had um native american people who like ran our camps and was telling us the things and like they ran the campsite and there was an older gentleman i forget his like indian name that he was that he told us but his first name was john Mm -hmm. and he had like the most beautiful long silver hair and I was not friends with a lot of the girls in this group, and my one friend was sick. She didn't come on this camping trip, so I was, like, wandering around the, like, woods, basically. I'd put my feet in the stream, and then I went and sat on a tree. Mm-hmm. And this woman came up, and I had been, I was talking to this woman, and she was wonderful. And she kept telling me to say hello to John and to go find John. And I was like, okay, we'll find John. And then I went and found John. The lady was nowhere to be seen. And I was like, John, this woman is driving me nuts. Like, (laughs) can you tell her to, like, 
go, you got to go talk to this lady. And he was like, like, what was she wearing? What did she look like? She was wearing a red bead necklace. John's wife had passed away a year ago. Mm. Like around that day. And when she died, she was wearing a red bead necklace that he gave to her when they got engaged. So, I definitely talked to John's wife. (laughs) That's so heartwarming. That is seriously heartwarming. Oh my god. Much better than Amanda's haunted haunted place that I'm now never sleeping at ever (laughs) again in my life. Just stay downstairs with the dog and you'll be okay. But um, that's true. I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah, there's now that your couch is much more comfortable. I'm down. Touche. I mean, the comfy (laughs) couch. Yeah, so the comfy couch is downstairs. The futon went to a college student, and now the uncomfortable couch is upstairs in the office. So that's the new sleeping situation for whenever y'all want to spend the night next time post COVID or whenever. (laughs) Womp womp. Done. Yas. Okay, so story to end the episode. I like it. Thank (laughs) you, Allie. You're the best. You're welcome. You guys are the best. Oh, we loved having you today. We would love to hear any kind of if you have any like Halloween related recommendation, movie, book, podcast, music, whatever it may be, awesome. Or if you just have any recommendation in general, go for it. Yeah, um, I wrote some down. I took actually a lot of notes about like how Halloween came to be and like the history of Halloween. So if anybody wants to research it, um, Halloween came from Samhain, which is a Celtic festival of the dead. And then All Saints Day is a Catholic holiday that is celebrated around the same time. And that came about the late 18th century. And it's Anglican. Sorry. Yes, it is. From possessive. <laughs> possessive. Um, it's also called All Hallows Day, Hallowmas, Feast of All Saints, and Solemnity of All Saints. And you traditionally in the Americas, when the Protestants mm-hmm. were celebrating it, would like go souling and you would get soul cakes. Oh. And you would make jack o' lanterns out of rutabagas and not pumpkins. So Ooh. those are like all like like buzzwords. All buzzwords to research because it's a really interesting story and that but it actually ties into my recommendations which are mm-hmm. two episodes of a horror podcast that I love it's an anthology it's called the wrong station and episode um, 449 it's called something snipped this way comes Ooh. and episode 424 snip or treat um they're just like basically clip shows Mm -hmm. and they're all halloween themed but they both have bits that relate to all saints day sweet okay but the whole episodes are really good i will absolutely be looking at those yeah no they're super all the halloween episodes are really good those two episodes just have like references to All Saints Day and they're really good. Um, and then there's another podcast. It's called The Scaredy Cats Horror Show. Mm-hmm. And I listened to the whole thing. There's only like four episodes, but 
it's a guy who loves horror movies and then his friend who doesn't like horror at all. Oh, okay. And so, like, they watch the movies, they talk about them, because the guy who doesn't like horror, the scaredy cat, he's trying to understand why his friend does. Okay. Oh. I like that idea. So, yeah, yeah, that's it's, super it's cool. Really, it's really interesting, and it goes into, like, the psychology of horror, and it's actually what kind of spurred on what I tweeted which is why Amanda asked me to do this episode. Yeah. Hey. Hell to the yeah. And then I also, I have one more recommendation. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ted Decker is a Christian Ooh. horror author. And the first book that I read from him is called Skin. It uh, is disgusting, but it's so good. Uh, but my favorite book from him is The Bone Collector's Daughter. Ooh. The Priest Graveyard is also good. Uh, but if you want horror that isn't so horrific, Ted Decker is a really good place to start. It does get a little preachy at times. He has a book called The House, which is mm -hmm. a fun read. But they like escape this haunted house, which is haunted by their sins, by saying that they love Jesus. Oh. So it's definitely... It's a fun read. Okay. But <laughs> if you're kind of over that kind of like preachiness, uh -huh. then his books are definitely full of that. Fair, fair. The ho house is the worst one, though. Okay. I'll keep that but... in mind. Yeah, I think that's all I have Okay. to recommend right now. Sweet. I've got... I'm going to follow your model and I'm going to recommend two podcasts and some books as well. Yes. Um, mostly because there's been no other, like these are some of my favorite medias to consume and there's really been no other appropriate time to plug them. Um, one of my favorite podcasts of all time is, and that's why we drink, which I am sure I have probably talked about to each of you individually you on have, multiple yes. occasions. I love and that's why and drink. it's, it's horror. So like the first section is like spooky things with ghosts and whatnot. And then the sometimes aliens. And then the second section is all true crime. And I'm, I, I love both of the hosts, both M and Christine, but usually I tune into M's portion religiously. And Christine, if you ever hear this, I'm sorry, but sometimes I stop it before I listen to yours because I'm oh. just more of a spooky person. True crime, <laughs> mm -hmm. true crime kind of scares the shit out of me. So like, here we are. Um, but that's the first one. The second is a podcast from the makers of Snap Judgment and it's seasonal. It only comes out in the fall and it's called Spooked. And it's just like your standard radio show where people call in and tell their ghost stories, but it has like music and like a beat behind it so like the whole thing is like storytelling with a beat but yes. it's spooky um so i played it i played an episode of that for my students last year they lost their minds they were so scared afterwards and i was like i'm sorry i didn't mean to do that to you my bad oh, no. <laughs> um it was about a swamp Ugh. but those are my like po podcast recommendations and then there's another podcast called welcome to night vale which i like the podcast but i like the books more um, mm -hmm. so Welcome to Night Vale has three books out. The first one is Welcome to Night Vale. The Welcome to Night Vale. <laughs> Welcome to Night Vale. I'm your I host. Think that's, a, uh, that's a dime romance novel, Amanda. Ooh. <laughs> now I know what I'm doing for National Novel Writing Month. Um, <laughs> fuck, I'm writing that down. 
<laughs> but their books are amazing. I bought their third book when it released at the beginning of quarantine, and I literally zipped through it so quickly. Their storytelling is amazing. It is the perfect amount of surrealism, and it also takes place in a nondescript, like southwestern location. So that is also close to my heart, and I love it a lot. But those are my three recommendations two podcasts and a series of books. Yes, 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 yes. I'm following in the footsteps as well. Um, I have probably mentioned it on this podcast a few times, but I'm a huge Stephen King nut. I always have been. Um, and so if you want more gore and horror and scariness, um, I always recommend my personal favorite that he's written, which is uh, Misery. Uh, Misery, his book is incredible. And if you have seen the movie and if you think the movie's bad, oh, oh, oh buddy, <laughs> just read the book because it is way worse what she does to him in the book. Um, and I have recently read two more books of his because I'm trying to go through his books that are uh, necessary to read um, his Dark Tower series. Ooh. So uh, I recently read Carrie. And Carrie is, is such a good book. It's his first book, um, and you can't tell. I mean, honestly, that book read like, reads like he's been writing forever. But mm -hmm. it's it's a smaller book, so that's the thing. Is Misery and Carrie are, are smaller reads. I want to say they're probably between 200 to 300 pages, so nothing okay. too intense. Um, and then if you want to go balls to the wall, uh, you can read Salem's Lot, which I did just finish reading. And that is a classic vampire story. And it's terrifying because Ooh. it involves children and oh. um, it's like it's it's the complete it, it, it's not like they can be saved. None of that shit. It is. These things mm. are out to get you. And I mean, fucking get you. So no. super interesting. Uh, I'm actually probably I'm actually probably going to um, rent the uh movie and probably watch it here tonight because i, I read the book and i want to watch the movie uh, yeah but i honestly i love stephen king's writing i know um i also i do really like the book it but that one is a tough read because he honestly and i joke about this but he honestly threw every little thing he probably ever wanted to put in a horror book and chucked it all into it so it's really there are werewolves there are mummies there are lepers there's clowns there's all this stuff in there and it's 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 a tough read it's over a thousand pages it's a, it's a tough book but um if you want like some good like good little horror books i mean you have like kind of a thriller in misery you have um sci-fi and carry and then you just have fantasy in salem's lot so mm -hmm. Um, and then for a podcast recommendation, I'm doing this one with a little bit of a caveat. So uh, I do listen to last podcast on the left. And these guys are are pretty hilarious with with how they approach not just um, true crime, um, but they also do um, like supernatural, which is which is mm -hmm. really, really cool. And I say there's a caveat with it because I highly recommend going at least like a few episodes in and by a few i mean like maybe 50 to 100 they have a ton okay. of episodes um so that's not difficult because i tried listening to them just from the earliest episode i could find on spotify and mm -hmm. there they do um a bit of like 
uh, not even a bit. I'm not going to try and defend it at all. They, they're one of the guys likes to do voices, mm-hmm. and quite a bit of them are racist. Oh. So uh, it, the thing is, is he's grown out of that. In later episodes, they they say that it was for comedic purposes, and he's a voice actor. That's not excusing it at all for me. So mm-hmm. avoid that. You can always sort of like their most recent episode and work your way backwards. Mm-hmm. That could be another way to do it but they are interesting and like i said i'm not by any means condoning that like i'm saying just start at the end maybe work your way back but they are mm-hmm. interesting. And they are funny like i found myself laughing quite a bit to some of these like the jokes these guys would make and like the things they would bring up so um a little bit of a caveat there but so listen at your own risk i am warning you um mm-hmm. but yeah they they have some interesting things that they bring up Sweet. I will put that in my list. Yes, yes, yes. But oh my gosh, this was so much fun. This I love having so you on, Allie. Yeah, this was great. Oh, Hell thank you so yes. much for being here for this. I really like, oh, you're the best. Oh, thank you. I wish we could give you like an award or like a t shirt and be like, you've been here, you helped us, but we don't have awards or t shirts. We, I I'll on, design a t-shirt. I was on Dear God, What the Hell's podcast, and all I got was this lousy shirt. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> ideas. Ideas. I'll ideas. send you some design. There you go. Yes. <laughs> yes. We would love that. Oh my that. gosh. Yes. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. This has been Dear God. What? The Hell. We'll see y'all next week. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Bye. Bye. Bye.